Welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Andy Harmer. I am the Managing Director of Clear in the UK and Ireland. And as always, it is a pleasure to have your company. Now, it's quite a year for new ships this year with up to 23 new arrivals to ocean and river. And one of those cruise lines leading the way is MSC Cruises. They have a new ship, the MSC Euribia, joining their fleet this summer. So it only seems right that I sit down with the Managing Director for MSC Cruises in the UK and Ireland, and that's Antonio Paradiso. Antonio, thank you again for giving up your time today. I know you're a very busy man, and that's because you've got a lot going on. There always seems to be a lot going on at MSC Cruises. <laughs> so you, you've obviously been with MSC Cruises for a very long time, but has, has the year been busy? Has it been a particularly busy time? Hi, Andy, and thanks for the opportunity to have a little chat with you. Uh, and yes, you're right. I've been 16 years at MSC, and every year I say to myself, the next one is going to be easier. But it actually just gets more and more. It never uh, gets easier. It never gets easier. It gets more and more interesting, I would say. So yeah. uh, there's always a lot going on. And, um, you know, these are the joys of working uh, for MSC, uh, family-owned business. So there's always new opportunities, new ideas, new projects, which uh, kind of keep me busy most of the days, you know? Yeah. Well, every time I speak to you, Antonio, and I, I'm not sure you even know this, but I think you you mentioned the conversations you have with, with Mr. Vargo and some of the senior team. It feels like you have a really good relationship with the rest of the senior team at MSC Cruises. Yes, I would like to think so after so many years. I do have a special relationship with uh, Mr. Vargo, our executive chairman, and with Ms. Norada as well, our yeah. CEO. Um, even after so many years, there's always something that I can learn from them. Mr. Vargo has a beautiful vision for MSC and the Explorer brand as well. So because yeah, they're part of the MSC family. Yeah. So talking to Mr. Vargo is like talking to somebody who basically lives in 2030. So he's a few years ahead yeah. uh, of me. So uh, and with Mr. Norado is um, slightly the opposite. So it's more it's more about what's happening today and in the coming months. So that's why I believe uh, that the combination of both, you know, is yeah. just uh, perfect because you have both the short and the long-term vision. And uh, yes, I do have a nice uh, relationship with them. So, uh, which means uh, we can have some good and bad days over sure. the phone. <laughs> uh, but again, I always appreciate the trust they have in me. And um, again, I'm MSC through and through. So, I'm always happy, you know, to work uh, for um, for this amazing company. And, and I think one thing's very clear about your time with MSC Cruises in the UK office is the passion that you all have for uh, supporting the UK market, but also supporting UK travel agents. And I guess that's something we see constantly. So, for example, Virtuosa hosted some clear conference delegates earlier this month. And but we see it through a lot of the activity that you do. And I guess the trade remains central to, to your strategy here. The trade will always be central, will always be our priority because uh, what we've achieved in the past five years is nothing short of a miracle. Um, just think about uh, the capacity we had in the UK only four and a half years ago. Basically, we had in total six sailings. Wow. Now we basically have a ship sailing from Southampton every week of the year from January to December. 
in addition then to all the other destinations where the UK is historically very, very strong. I'm thinking of Barbados, I'm thinking of Dubai, I'm thinking of the Manit. So this is the reason why MSC is probably the fastest growing cruise line in the UK as well, because you know, uh, year after year, we've introduced new ships, we have introduced new itineraries. We have further expanded our distribution across the UK. Like when I first started, we were kind of, you know, covering the major cities. But um, right now, I can easily say we are covering everything from Belfast to Brighton. We've got people on the ground. We have an amazing sales team with 18 people plus a trade support team. So that shows how important the trade um, is, you know, for for MSC. And uh, the, the success we've seen in these years with due respect, is down to the trade because uh, it's thanks to them, you know, who have been on this beautiful journey with us since day one that we've managed to achieve some incredible uh, numbers, you know. Only three days ago, unfortunately, I can't say the official number for obvious reasons. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to give an advantage to my competitors. (laughs) We have just reached and surpassed uh, a new historical milestone for MSC in the UK, and we're looking at hundreds of thousands of passengers from the UK. So, yeah. as I said, only five, six years ago, if somebody told me we would have reached certain numbers, probably I would have laughed because, um, you know, it seemed uh, very, very challenging at the time. And, and um, you know, the, the, the success, the reason, uh, the secrets of this success is the amazing partnership we have with uh, the trade community in the UK. And and absolutely, I can understand that the trade certainly a, a, a really important part of it. But actually, a lot of it starts with with you and your team. And in terms of the, the I guess, the strategy MSC Cruises have had. So, is it about getting? Was it about getting as many agents on board the ship as possible? Was it about fam trips? Was it? How how did you? You know, what did you do to excite the trade so much that they they obviously wanted to sell more of you? So first of all, we started with. Uh... The organization. So we went from having 40 to 45 people up to 110 today. So that just shows, you know, what sort of investments we've done in the UK. Uh, You've seen our office, so you know how big it is. And uh, not many people know that we also manage all the ships from from London. Well, London, Axbridge. Yeah. So there's been a certain investment that I definitely believe has paid off. We definitely have one of the largest sales team in the UK as far as the cruise industry is concerned. And uh, let's say that the advantage we've always had is that with so many new ships, we've had so many ship launches, so many events. And um, I think we are very well known in the industry for being uh, quite generous. So we like big groups, okay? We like people. We like to have fun with our agents. So, uh, and... um, we also had an amazing opportunity back in 2019 to have one of the big ship la- biggest ship launches ever uh, in this country with the launch of MSC Bellissima. So one ship launch after the other, events on top of events, um, having a ship sailing from Southampton every week gives us the opportunity to host so many different agents uh, on, on visits, you know, every week. So yeah. that's that's part of the success. I think... Also, we we speak the same language of the trade, so it's not rocket science at the end. Well, we listen to what they need, they listen to what we need, 
And the idea is to come up with something that works, you know, for both parties. And uh, uh, we have always been very generous with the trade, also in terms of commissions and terms and conditions as well. So we try to work with them rather than having them working for us. Yeah. So it's a partnership. That's why I keep saying partnership. I use this word quite a lot, probably. But because uh, we are equally responsible for the success of MSC in uh, uh, in the UK. So the combination of all of these things, believe, I believe, made us very, very successful. You, it helps, of course, because you have some amazing ships. And um, you mentioned the ship that you have out of Southampton now on, on, on almost a weekly basis, so Virtuosa. Um, she, she's a beautiful ship. And actually, that must have been a little bit of pressure to get such a beautiful new ship sailing out of Southampton, the pressure must have come to you quite a lot. Well, if we think how all of this started on the 20th of May 2021, right in the middle of the pandemic and uh, MSC yeah. being the first ship yeah. to resume the operations in the UK, yes, at the time, I'm honest with you, I was a little bit scared. There was a lot of pressure. <laughs> we were navigating through an unknown world, as you know yeah. uh, very well policies were changing overnight uh, uh, things that were you know valid today were no longer valid tomorrow so yeah there were quite a few hiccups I would say at the beginning of the journey but it was also a tremendous opportunity for us to have at the time you know the flagship of MSC same from the UK and uh, with um, with all the customers we had on board with all the travel agents that spend their own holidays on board of uh, MSC Virtuosa because I remind everyone that back then there weren't many options in terms of holidays. It was either Cornwall, Wales, or, uh, you know, going on a cruise ship around Britain. So uh, let's say despite all the issues we were having with the pandemic, it was also a big, big opportunity for us to showcase something different, something new. And uh, probably the biggest achievement of that year was the fact that nearly 50% of my customers were actually not only new to MSC, but new to the cruise. So basically, we were engaging with people we never seen before, we never heard of before. So as I said, suddenly cruises became uh, a valid alternative to so many land-based holidays. And uh, the reviews were excellent, despite, you know, all the limitations that we had in place at the time you know perfectly the health yeah. and safety protocol that we had to comply with but despite that the whole experience was overall you know positive and many of those new to cruise became repeaters so that kind of gave me a strong base you know to start a strong foundation and then what we've done is basically build more and more layers so um the popularity of virtuosa believe me i think virtuosa as a brand, is even more popular than MSC in this country. It's so it, uh, the ship is there; they love it, and uh, we try to give them, uh, you know, different itineraries and a different experience. And uh, I don't know if you want me to talk about the product. Well, but yes, I will. But 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 actually, you talking please. about that date back in May twenty twenty one. I mean, it took on a significance for MSC cruises, of course. But actually, it took on a huge significance for the UK cruise industry to have that ship sailing out of Southampton. Actually, it almost became a global news story because it was it signalled the resumption of cruising in UK waters, as you say. So that that was quite an emotional time, I think, for a lot of us in the industry. I, I agree. And uh, as I said, we were all over the news, you know, globally. And yeah. uh, 
it was quite an emotional day, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm not really well known for my emotions, but on the day when I saw the first customers stepping on board, I have to say I had one or two tears in my yeah, eyes absolutely. because after yeah. 18 months of nothing, yeah, going back to what was our daily job, you know, yeah. our daily yeah. business, it was kind of, um, it was really emotional. So yeah. Yeah. it kind yeah. of gave me the hope that uh, things were about yeah. to change for and, the and then it was a good start actually it was a really prominent uh, kind of milestone in that return to what we hope is kind of a new normal now so um yeah it was it, it's quite interesting to look back on that um the, the ship itself is is an amazing mix of kind of styles and things like that but it's packed full of entertainment venues dining venues and so on. So do you find that you're still attracting a lot of new to cruise customers as well as, you know, and we talk a lot in cruise now about how families are cruising, younger couples, you know, the average age came down in 2022 quite a lot. So are you finding that mix? So, yes, the the, the percentage of uh, new to cruise has gone from 50 to down to 35 percent, but okay. only because many of them became yeah. repeated now. Yeah. So. Uh, let, let's say probably in 2021, it was, you know, the peak of uh, <laughs> of, yeah. of interest, you know, from new to cruise. And as I said, many of them now became repeaters. So they they no longer count as new to cruise. <laughs> um, yes, I think is the combination of everything. So the ship is very modern, as you know, is very cool. Uh, we love our Swarovski stairs. We love the glitz. We love the glamour. Uh, we are very well known for that, you know, that cosmopolitan, I would say, yeah. atmosphere that you can enjoy on board of our ships. The main difference uh, when it comes to Virtuosa is that whilst on other MSC ships, probably the UK will represent 20 or 25% of the people on board. When it's Virtuosa, you're probably looking at 90%. So okay. uh, the vast majority are uh, British customers. They, they enjoy um, sailing from Southampton because there's less hassle involved you don't need to pack and unpack change yeah. flights go to the airport three four hours early etc people just drive park their car across the road on the ship and they have a cocktail in their hand after 20 25 minutes from the time they park their car yeah and in addition to the ship of what i've done and i think you know is also i kind of tweaked the experience a little bit the product on board so we are a european cruise line we are a european through and through uh, we have so many different nationalities on board. So that's why I use the word cosmopolitan. You know, it's a mix of culture. It's a mix of uh, nationalities. Um, however, I was aware that uh, some British customers like certain things done in a certain way. Yeah. So my main goal was to kind of blend Europe into the UK. And I think I've now found the perfect balance. So I can say that the experience is about 75% continental European and 25% British. So where does Britain step in? With the kettles and the right brand of tea in each stateroom, yeah. with um, a different uh, layout of the buffet, the food has changed. Like we even have afternoon tea free of charge for all the customers at the buffet from 2 to 4 uh, to 5 p.m. We are uh, very well linked with everything that's happening on land in the UK. So only last week uh, we had the largest cake with, in the shape of a crown built at sea, done at sea, sorry, not built, made at sea. Made at sea, yeah. 
So uh, last year it was about the Jubilee. So we, yeah. we had this amazing Jubilee party on board. So as I said, the idea is to kind of uh, cover some of uh, the basic needs, you know, for our UK customers. And the same applies to the entertainment. So thanks to Virtuosa, we've had our very first comedy shows on board. Why? Oh, wow. If I do it on other embassy ships with 120 nationalities on board, can you imagine yeah. translating yeah. that joke in <laughs> languages, you know? Yeah. Maybe um, but because there's a different ship, a completely different proposition, we have, we've had so many famous comedians um, being on board, performing on board Virtuoso in the last couple of years. We are working more and more with UK bands. So we have so many tribute acts, uh, so many famous, you know, British singers coming on board Virtuosa for a few days or for a week, you know, just to give the best possible experience uh, to our customers. And uh, we will announce it shortly, but on MSC Virtuosa, we will also have our very first British captain. Oh, wow. So in addition to the British hotel director and to the British oh, director, wow. soon we will also have our very first British uh, captain. That's exciting. So that shows... You know yeah, how absolutely. much what we're doing, you know, in order to to make sure that uh, customers from the UK enjoy it more and more and more. Excellent, and she'll she'll keep sailing around the UK, out of the UK, sorry, out of Southampton for the rest of twenty for the summer of twenty twenty three. Um, Wait, which is a long summer, by the way, because we we call summer until the end of October, so it's an extended summer. Let's say so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know the weather. It's uh, yeah. so yeah. Summer is probably what two weeks in July, really. But yes, from a cruise, <laughs> <laughs> from an operational perspective, let's call it summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then next month you have a new ship joining, and she's being christened uh, in Copenhagen, I believe. So tell us about uh, Eurebia, and is, is she different to Virtuosa? So Eurebia is uh, a brand new version of Virtuosa, so okay. she's newer. There will be a few differences with uh, Virtuosa, starting uh, from uh, from the fuel we will use on board, because Eurebia will be powered by LNG. For the first time ever, the hull and the side of the ship will be not the plain white that we, we okay. usually adopt for all the other MC ships, but there's going to be this beautiful drawing made by a German artist promoting one simple message, which is save the sea, hashtag save the sea. So the whole drawing is basically <clears throat> a representation of the marine world, you know. So from all those species that are in endangered at the moment, so basically... It's an opportunity for us to start sharing uh, a different message because that ship will be going from one destination to another. But the main theme will always be the first thing that people are going to see is save the sea. So that's kind of in line with our agenda at the moment. We are particularly keen on um, sustainability. We, uh, as you're aware, we were also the first cruise line to have a brand new commercial entirely focused on uh, on sustainability and um why are we doing that so because as you well know for years we have heard they're all you know we've always been kind of the bad guys because we have big assets you know we cannot hide ships when they dock in uh, sure. <laughs> uh, you know in all the different cities including in yeah. our itineraries and for a reason or another we always kind of got a bit of heat from uh, certain 
organization yeah. from certain people. And uh, to a certain extent, it was also a bit unfair because I believe the cruise industry as a whole, we've always worked hard in order to do our bit, you know, to give our contribution. And you know how much work, how much money, how much investments go into finding the best available fuel, uh, finding the best, uh, the most, uh, the best technologies in order, you know, to reduce uh, the emissions of CO two, to reduce the friction on water, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But it's like we've never really shared shared the story fully with the customers out there, with the people out there. And uh, we thought it was about time we started asking ourselves some questions and sharing with with uh, with everyone out there what we are doing and what we are planning to do in the future. So it's not about being arrogant and saying, yeah, we got it all covered. No, it yeah. starts with a very simple question. Can we do better? This is what we are doing today. Can we do better? And the answer is yes, of course we can do better. And we will strive to do better because... The sea is our natural environment, especially with MSC. You know, we're not just the cruises. We've got the luxury bits. We've got ferries. We have cargo vessels. So the sea means everything to us. And we want to preserve it as much as possible for the future generations. And it makes even more sense in our case because it's a family-run business. So we want our children, our the future generations, you know, to, to enjoy it just as much as we do. Sure. And... Uh, uh, Mr. Vago, the chairman of MSC, is particularly committed and keen on uh, sustainability. So uh, only this morning I was having a sustainability committee. So I attend the sustainability committee where right. basically we we track what we're doing. We see if we are reaching uh, the targets and the goals that we have set ourselves for ourselves at the beginning of the year. And uh, as I said, I think we are genuinely giving it all to to get to those targets as soon as possible just look at the remission uh, at the emissions we're supposed to reach a 50 percent reduction by 2030 and today msc has already reached 46 percent wow and it's 2023 so we've got seven years maybe to do even better than yeah. the 50 percent you know yeah and i and i and, and what you say is absolutely correct, and and it, it, I think it kind of sums up certainly where MSC Cruises are, but actually where the industry is. But I think what's really interesting uh, was the number of people who talked to me about the advert that you did around sustainability, and it was a hundred percent of people saying that's amazing, what a great thing to do. So you must have got a lot of recognition, I guess, of bringing the subject up, of talking about something that actually is an industry we probably haven't talked about a great deal. Indeed, I was actually overwhelmed with the response we got from uh, that commercial. Um, I can't deny I was a little bit nervous about it yeah. because, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, sustainability has always been a hot topic, you know. And uh, proactively talking about it is yeah. different from reacting to, to, yeah. to something. So I didn't know what to expect at the beginning. I had some very high hopes, you know, that people were going to understand the message that we were trying to deliver. And I'm actually pleased to report that that's been the case. So we've, the response from media has been exceptional. We've had so many new publications who don't really focus on the cruise industry. Yeah. Who have approached me to arrange interviews, to talk about this a little bit more in, in a little bit more detail. I've received, uh, I've lost count of how many emails of people 
who had a slightly different idea of cruise ships and the cruise right. industry. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, was, it wasn't necessarily a positive one, yeah? Sure. And uh, that kind of, the TV commercial, you know, that, 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 that brand commercial um, manifesto basically has kind of changed their perception about cruising. And many actually applauded us, you know, said, you are so brave to talk about it on, yeah. on national TV, you know. So the response has been amazing, we, which is encouraging because it means there's a chance, you know, to have a dialogue there, to be engaging with people rather than, uh, you know, even in a constructive way, rather than uh, just reacting to things when it happen, you know, when yeah. things happen. So the response has been amazing. Uh, they were, I'm sure we will do other TV commercials in line with uh, the one you've just seen. So we will tackle other aspects of the ship. Yeah, you might appreciate in sixty seconds. There's only much that sure. you can show. You know, a ship yeah. is a big asset. So we Thank try to identify those four or five pillars. Yeah, which I believe would resonate uh, with uh, with uh, with the audience out there. And one thing which was very crucial, very important, we also used a rather simple language. Sometimes we tend to overcomplicate <laughs> our yeah, lives. Yeah. And we start talking about CO2, NOS, NOx, and this yeah. and that, you know, and people say, what are you talking about? What is yeah. it? You know, tell me, what, what what are you actually doing rather than yeah. filling your mouth yeah. with all these uh, acronyms, <laughs> you know? So we're basically telling them what we're doing. Uh, we're recycling stuff, but we are saving on energy. We are reducing fuel consumption. We are using the latest technology to... Um, you know, to preserve, uh, you know, the sea. We we even use a special paint, okay? Our ships are painted in a certain way that it also reduces the friction on water. That means you will use less fuel. You won't be disturbing the fish, you know, at sea. Yeah. And um, also from the engines, you know, we are using the latest technology in order to uh, reduce the noise of the engines and of all the propellers which operate under the sea, you know? Yeah. So it's all those little things that basically show that we are on a journey. Are we done with it yet? No, we're not. So there's still a long way to go. Yeah. At least we're doing something about it. Yeah. And yeah, and you're right. And there's so many little stories like the paint, uh, the hull paint, for example. There's so many stories like that where the cruise industry is taking the lead in this area that we should all be very proud of the work that's being done in our industry. Um, we're kind of running out of time, so I just want to ask you very quickly about one of your other passions, which is football, because I think there's been quite a lot going on in the world of football. And I know nothing about football, and particularly, but I, but I, I figure you're quite happy this year in terms of how football's panned out. So, uh, Andy, I'm happy and unhappy at the same time, because I've had uh, the best year of my life when it comes to Napoli. So after 33 years, we have won the Scudetto, the Serie A again. Uh, just to give you an idea of how long it's been, uh, uh, last time Napoli won, the captain was a certain Diego Armando Maradona. Ah, okay. Wow. Uh, so that was a long time ago. And just yeah. to put it into perspective, I was nine years old, yeah? <laughs> uh, so you can tell, look at the state of me now. It's been, being a Napoli fan, believe me, is intense. Uh yeah. But at the same time, a little bit unhappy as well because Chelsea, my other club, yeah, um, has not done too well has this year. So there have been many up and downs, but uh, as I said, for Napoli, I'm very happy because it's not only the victory, you know, for the city of Naples; it's the victory of sovereign Italy, 
for those who don't know, the northern Italy is a little bit more uh, wealthy than the south of Italy. Okay, okay. And uh, again, seeing so many millions of people celebrating all over the world from New York to London. I was actually in London. I was shocked by the number of Napoli fans celebrating in Trafalgar Square. And uh, so, yes, it gives joy. It gives um, yeah. An opportunity for Napoli basically to uh, to uh, to improve because Napoli is becoming uh, more and more interesting, more and more attractive, and Napoli is actually the second most visited city this year in Italy. So, okay. also football is uh, acting like some sort of a trampoline for the city <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah. So, be more Napoli, slightly less, and good luck to Chelsea next season. Maybe is probably the Let's best way to sum up. <laughs> Let's <laughs> hope so because. Chelsea deserves to be up there, so uh, hopefully they'll be back next year, and uh, we, we we're happy to support them in the UK. And um, as I said, hopefully they will start winning titles again. Well, good luck to them. Listen, Antonio, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. It's really good to talk to you. Uh, we wish you all the best for the summer season. New ships coming, and uh, I know you've got lots going on. So best of wishes. <laughs> For the summer season, but thanks again for making time. Thanks to you, Andy. You're a top man. Thanks a lot. And that's just about all we have time for on this podcast. But thank you very much indeed to my special guest, Antonio Paradiso, the Managing Director of MSC Cruises UK and Ireland. It's great to have Antonio as a guest. And he's not only the Managing Director for MSC Cruises, he also sits on the Clear UK and Ireland Executive committee and we wish the whole team at MSC Cruises all the best for their new ship launching this summer. Now you can listen to the whole back catalogue of podcasts by Clear through the Clear website and that is cruising.org but until the next time thank you very much for listening and see you then.